0: Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 22.
1: This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. the five-year mission the podcast the only podcast hosted by a star trek band called five-year mission i am andy fark joining me tonight is mike rittenhouse founder extraordinaire of five-year mission and then christopher spurgeon <laughs> aka chris spurgeon uh guitarist, mainly keyboard player extraordinaire a five-year mission. Coco. Oh yeah. <laughs> Joining me is Coco in the Army Ninja. <laughs>
2: That's right. Tall backs. You figure out which is which.
1: <laughs>
2: I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I don't I don't remember how that oh yeah. Mike was telling us his fantasy of being an army ninja or a G.I. Joe Ninja. G.I. Joe Ninja. Your,
0: your question was what we wanted to be when we grew up.
1: Grew up. That's right. Oh,
0: yeah. What was? How did How did we get Coco?
1: Was it the gorilla that does sign language? The Coco Mad thing. I don't
0: think so. <laughs> I don't know what it was. If it wasn't, it should be. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was from that same episode, but I don't remember. I oh, it, it
1: definitely be- was the same episode because the title of the episode is Coco and the Army Ninja.
0: Oh, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> we'll have to revisit that. <laughs>
1: see if we can remember what we said
0: right now Frankie is screaming at her speaker what we said about Coco because she's heard it like a hundred (laughs) times that's right so
2: what are we talking about tonight tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this you love episode I know I I I just you know it could be you you could you could just say this episode yeah
1: R- right you're the, now
2: you're the one that said tonight i'm just ah. making it universal
0: <sighs>
2: you might be driving down you know driving to work in the morning and you're thinking you know what i could really use some five-year mission in the podcast and here we are nobody in the says morning that. morning nobody show welcome to the morning show Troy and it in the morning <laughs> anyway what are we talking about this episode of five-year mission in the podcast
1: Tonight, we are covering (laughs) Lower Decks, Star Trek Lower Decks to be specific, the newest animated series from CBS. Of course, the Star Trek franchise has not had an animated series since the animated series back in the 70s, and uh, that has some mixed
2: reception. You know, I'm actually surprised by that, though, because... Well, maybe not. I don't know if I'm really surprised that Star Trek didn't have another animated series. <laughs> I mean, I like the animated series, but it's not exactly um, everyone's belong. cup of tea. Uh,
0: it, it's surprising they didn't do a next-generation animated series in like the around like 2000. Well, you know, uh, here's here's the thing about Lower Decks
2: that they that I really I really love about Lower Decks is that Star Trek tends to be a little uptight mm-hmm. and that's okay. Cause it's, a, you know, it's, it's a dramatic series and lower decks subverts that completely and is just like goes off the rails. And I love that about it because it's still full on Star Trek, but it's something it's, it's a way we've never seen it before. And that's what I really like about it. And I don't, I don't think I think that if they had done it for the next generation, it would have been, mm-hmm. you know, animated series 2.0. It would have been the same oh, yeah. kind of thing yeah. or like an extension of, of TNG and Lower Decks is kind of its own animal, you know? And I like, that. Oh yeah. It's cool. yeah. Which, which I almost think is kind of nice
1: because it it lets like a whole new world breathe, but it's, it's a world that's existing within the actual Star Trek realm. Yeah, it's it's familiar. And, and so, the, yeah, there's like, you can get like little callbacks. They can refer to like other ships that are happening like mm-hmm. at the exact same time that they're on their, well, <laughs> their least important missions in Starfleet, yeah. <laughs> which I think is another great thing because you know there's always like, bureaucratic nonsense that like the enterprise doesn't have to deal with so it's like eh just send the cerritos they'll they'll take (laughs) care of it they'll they'll get all the paperwork signed all the t's crossed and the i's dotted
2: the cerritos being the ship that is the subject of lower decks in case you don't know (laughs) In, just in case because
1: yeah. if you if you have not seen lower decks i guess we probably should have prefaced this with a with with a big fat spoiler alert yes
2: pause this If you've not seen lower decks and you don't want to know anything about it before you've seen it go watch it it's only well uh, as as of this recording there are eight episodes um two more to come for this season i believe right mm-hmm. an episode season yep. and, so. and so if you don't want to see if you don't want to be spoiled then go watch it we'll still be here when you get back
1: yeah that's the nice thing this podcast is not good this episode is not going to disappear anytime soon
2: knock out those four hours and come back to us and we'll discuss
1: (laughs) (laughs) and the 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 the, the other nice thing about lower decks i was like because like a lot of people were so worried that like oh one of the guys that mike mcmahon who helped co-create rick and morty is behind the behind the thing so it's not going to be family friendly my kids are obsessed with this show. (laughs) Yeah. Ruby loves it. Yeah. Like they, like they, 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 they get over here and they're, they're like, dad, have you watched the new Lower Decks? I was like, of course I have, but I'm going to watch it a second time with you.
2: (laughs) My my kids haven't watched it yet. My kids are a little bit younger than yours, but I don't, you know, having watched it myself um, except for a little bit of language
0: yeah they're Rich, my there. kids
2: have heard we try to avoid exposing them to you know <laughs> as much as we can but at the same time if if we are, if we want to watch something and we know there's something in there i just say okay guys there's some naughty words in here so you know just, <laughs> just don't repeat them you. and you know just yeah i,
0: I like that but the it's... language in lower decks is actually censored Most oh people. yeah and but yeah, I mean, the, the, like, like, like a, a dick slips out every now and then. Just like in well, real life.
2: Didn't the, uh, oh, what's, what's the name of the doctor? The Tana. What? I, I'm no good with Tana. any of the names yet. Tana, Right. Right. Uh, doesn't Tana say shit once. Yes. On one episode. Okay. That's what I thought. So, I mean, that's as bad Uh-oh. as it gets. And then, yeah, uh, you know, did. bleeped bleeped F words. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's you know yeah and
1: like that's the the subject matter isn't too heavy there's not it's not like a bunch of like dick jokes constantly like yeah except for when you know as mike put it a dick slips
2: yeah (laughs) so what did you i mean when there
0: there, there was the the naked workout holodeck program (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. animated butts i mean how many people have not seen an animated or a statue of a butt in their lifetime
2: well So this, the first episode was back in August. It was, uh, beginning of August. What, it? cause going in, I, I knew I was excited about it because it's new Star Trek and every new Star Trek. I'm like, yeah, you know, more Star Trek. You can't get enough, (laughs) but going in, I was prepared to like it, but at the same time, afraid that I wouldn't, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was, it's so different um what did you guys i mean what was your first impression i know like i saw that first trailer Mm -hmm. and or no i saw a clip and it was basically just the opening oh just the yeah the opening of the first with with the bat lath and i laughed and i was like this is and i'm like this is gonna be hilarious and i showed i showed my son and he thought it was hilarious and uh so i was i was ready yeah, uh, I mean, what did you guys think? What's what was your first impression?
0: Uh, I I laughed and I I was very surprised at how far they took the humor. I wasn't expecting it to be so. Uh, what's the word? Um, R- ribald. Sure. Ribald. <laughs> um, I mean, like like you said, you know, one of the creators came from Rick and Morty, and a lot of the humor is like on par with that. And uh, I I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't dulled down, or you know, it it didn't feel like it it didn't it didn't feel cheesy like I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Um, I was
1: I was a little worried that like uh, with CBS the with their hand in it, they might kind of try to reel them in a a little bit more. But man, they've gotten away with so much on that show.
2: mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the fact that it's a pay you know a pay service it's on cbs all access i think that gives them more freedom than if it was on network cbs which is good Uh, i think
0: because
2: obviously yeah you know i i think a lot of times on a show the creativity may be stifled a little bit just because they're concerned that they may be going too far for the censors but if you don't have to worry about that if if you go over the line every once in a while, that's okay. If it allows you to step up to that line more frequently, mm-hmm. and like really, you know, to really nail a joke, so I, I think that works.
1: Yeah, my my first impression, like like you said, I saw that I saw the initial clip and normally normally it's normally if it's just a trailer with like you know sprinkling of like scenes from upcoming episodes i'm all about it but if it's just like an actual full scene clip i'm just like nah, i gotta avoid it but i couldn't wait and i watched it (laughs) and then and then luckily enough it turned out to be like the very beginning of the episode it's like okay i've seen this already like my only complaint which they've gotten better as the episodes have gone down is that uh Mariner's dialogue moves so fast in that first episode
2: mm-hmm.
0: that
1: like I had to like i had to watch it like a couple times just to kind of catch a few of the things that she was saying I, i've know...
0: seen I've seen the first episode four times now mm-hmm. and there and even in the last time there were a bunch of th- lines that I had missed all the previous times yeah because yeah it's it's so fast
2: I think a lot of the early episodes you know the first few episodes even they're very it's it's like it's like a lot of other sh- you know any other show it's they're kind of trying to figure out what works you know trying yeah. to find their footing and it's a little bit manic and so it's still enjoyable but as the season <laughs> progresses you know, they, they found their footing really yeah.
1: quickly, I thought. They, they got they got into a real groove after like f- the first four episodes where mm-hmm. it just, they just kind of slowed down. They're like, okay, we know what we're doing now. We can yeah. kind of, you know, but we don't have to edit out any like breathy pauses in between well, sentences.
2: <laughs> yeah. And they started to, uh, the the characters started to gel more. You know, at first you just mm-hmm. had all these characters that you didn't know. And they really, I mean, some of them knew each other, but not... Uh, you know, like, um, but but we don't know them, yeah, we don't know right. them, and I mean, they know each other kind of, but they start to get to know each other better, and so they start to have a uh a, a relation relationships that that are much more natural, I think, yeah, and I, I kind of you know that may be partly the character, it may also be the actors, you know, finding their way, you know, the voice that they, you know, their voice for the for the characters. So uh, I think that's really cool that that it has progressed that way because it gives um it really gives it momentum, you know. You see,
1: on like you know, like TNG, like the eventual friendship between like Jordy and Data like really really progress. And you see, um, yeah. you know, the rivalry between like Quark and Odo on DS9, or like, or like O'Brien and Bashir, like, yeah, O'Brien and Bashir, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, EMH and seven and nine. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, like you get to see those friendships, but I mean, it seems like in this very first season, you see like. You know, like uh, Mariner and Boimler kind of like getting that. Even though like they, they annoy the living crap out of each other. They're still becoming <laughs> like best friends, especially when it comes to the choo-choo, the choo-choo dance. <laughs> and, then and then, of course, you know, my favorite, my favorite little coupling so far has been like Tindy and Rutherford. Just because I love so Rutherford, genuine and sweet. Speaking of characters, who's your favorite character? So far. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Boimler, but what I really, really want to, want to see more of is, uh, uh, l- l- Lieutenant Shax, <laughs> the, 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 the security officer. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's funny. yeah. Who does his voice? Oh, uh, oh. That is, his name is Fred Tatashori, T- 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 uh, people oh, yeah, that okay. have kids may know him as the voice of mr grouper from the television show bubble guppies oh man which is so weird to think about because like my kids grew up watching bubble guppies i was like that's not him and he was also one i can't remember which voice he did but he was also in both of the uh the uh the the, the kung fu panda movies too oh okay so big 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 big
2: voiceover guy yeah the the name sounds familiar yeah i i love i love boimler too I I love Jack Ransom. Oh God, Jerry O'Connell. Not only do I love Jerry O'Connell, Jerry O'Connell's great. Yeah, but his like his character is he's so like he's he's almost like a parody of Riker. Oh, Absolutely, he's, he's such the overt ladies man, you know. But he's but he's so inept, and it's it's oh, it's I love it. Boimler is is great because he's he's just so relatable. Um, Jack Quaid does his voice have you guys seen uh, The Boys, the Boys. Oh, uh, yeah and, like he's the relatable character on that show too I
0: mean yeah, even it's, though it's so weird because I've been watching the second season of The Boys and so yeah. you know, I've been kind of going back and forth between these two and it's, and knowing that he's like the voice of, of Boimler yeah. it's just so weird the contrast of these two shows Uh, it's just it's so weird that he's that character
1: yeah, well, and he was—he was—he was also in this, the the this, the second and third Hunger Games movies too.
2: Oh yeah, you're right. He was. Yeah. I, I never saw those. See, I did. I I did. I I did my homework. Good job. Good I have a job. Whole
1: pad here. <laughs> well, yeah. That's this. Mike, who's did? Do you have a favorite
0: so far? I'm so bad with the names. Um. I Oh, I can tell you. I got them all written down here. Yeah. What's What's the main girl's name? Mariner. 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 So, for me, it's a, probably a tie between uh, Boimler and Mariner. Okay. Um, I, I like both characters, and I especially like their interaction with each other. Yeah. Um,
2: you know what? I like their relationship with Boimler and Mariner. How they, here's what I, here's what I hope they don't do I hope they don't try to love story. do the love story. No. Well, okay. Addendum to that. It would be funny if they did an episode where, at some point, they got together. And then realize this is terrible and then never spoke of it again. You know? Yeah. And just, just, yeah. like, just like,
1: can, can we just go back to the way it used to be? And then they get like zapped with like some like memory. Yeah. Their, like,
2: <laughs> computer. Or they don't say anything. They just walk away. It's the end of episode and we never hear about it ever again. The
1: yeah. best, the best would be because they, they always do like the little Easter egg, like callback things. Like they, they do the whole relationship thing. And then like, uh, yeah. They're they're, they're like recording like a log about it to like tell people about it. Be like, this was a weird week. And then at the end, they pull a Cisco and be like, computer, delete
0: log.
2: (laughs) Was it uh, the episode prior to the last episode where Boimler had the girlfriend?
0: That was like episode four or five, I think. Oh, uh, was that Cupid's Errant Arrow? Cupid's
2: Errant Arrow, yeah. Oh man, that was... I so enjoyed the just that it was almost like a love triangle between Mariner and yeah. Boimler and his girlfriend and it was so funny man I really still my boyfriend that was great what oh yeah cuz he had that it was like a um <laughs> a parasite the parasite yeah, attached to his head <laughs>
0: so I, I I love that that he, he introduces the girlfriend and and Mariner immediately immediately says computer in program
2: <laughs> like she can't she can't believe well and the great thing is it's not you know boimler doesn't get closer to his girlfriend mariner gets closer to yeah. Boimler's girlfriend yeah. which is fun which is typical of boimler because he's the guy that he's like the guy that never wins yeah he's just a, he's just a like a, a lovable loser
1: yeah, and it's I mean, it's great. I, I mean, he's and he's he he's obviously going to go places in Starfleet. I mean, he's yeah. a little inept right now, but I like I chalk that weird energy up to just him being an, being like an ensign that just wants to like get to the top as quick as he can, but also you know loving every second of doing like all the crazy grunt work that goes along with being yeah. an ensign,
2: which is such the polar opposite of Mariner, which yeah. is why they go together so well because Mariner. It could I mean she could be, you know she could be a lieutenant. She could probably be. Well, she than got that.
1: She, well, she she got she, she got offered the the the, the 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 number one position on her on her yeah, French. episode well,
2: she became a lieutenant for a while, and she yeah. just. But she just doesn't. That's not what she wants. She likes being. She likes being on the lower decks because she. Wants, she's able to be a slacker, and that's like yeah. what she wants to do. And uh,
0: I like when there they promote is. her to lieutenant that the the first order of business was discussing what, what kind of chairs that they're going to <laughs> yeah. have in the conference room.
1: Well, that's the that's the other nice thing about her character is that you find out in the first episode that the captain is her mom yeah. and apparently the admiral is her dad. So she's like I don't know what to do with this kid, but you, you, you know got to do so something. Funny. Oh, I'm sorry this communication's breaking up.
2: They, they, they introduced that in the first episode. And then after that, they really don't pay, they don't point at that very much. I I mean, you know, she calls, you know, her, her mom calls her, uh, uh, you know, Mariner, or, you know, she calls her mom captain, but they never, they don't really focus on that which is funny because i almost find myself forgetting that they're related at all. Yeah, well they they
1: they, they really play it up obviously with the whole mother-daughter relationship in the in the episode Moist Vessel, which i yeah. think is a great episode title too. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, they they have the whole like mother daughter talk and everything after she like, jokingly promotes her up to to, to lieutenant as a punishment. Yes, <laughs> I like the brig. Throw me in the brig. <laughs> I'm like, nope, we're gonna get her back another way. Of making her do the boring work. And then they have the whole mother daughter heart to heart. She's like, and they and, and like, why, why don't you ever work this hard? Well, if you just get off my back and let me do my job. I'd do it. Well, and it was that just was a very mother daughter like argument.
2: That was a really good Tindy episode too because you had the oh, mother yeah. daughter you know um dynamic but then you had Tindy who doesn't really have a connection you know she's she's mm-hmm. becoming closer to Rutherford but she kind of you know gravitated towards th- this cult really you know <laughs>
1: Oh yeah cuz cuz the guy the guy had been like practicing religion to like yeah, to like and, to like and, ascend to become pure energy and then it just right. turned out to be to, to to be an excuse to to have people find him interesting.
0: Yeah
2: and she just she was man the end of that episode when he like became <laughs> I didn't realize
1: the becoming pure energy would hurt so badly. <laughs> yes. Why is there a koala in the sky? Oh why is it
2: smiling? It shouldn't <laughs> be doing
1: that. <laughs> Oh man! My kids cracked up at that. Like that. Like they. Like when when I first got this shirt, they they walked to the door and they saw I was wearing it. They immediately were like, "Why is it smiling?" <laughs> oh, is that what that is on your shirt? I couldn't see it. Really. Well, that's a, that's him. That, that that's the the character ascending into yes. into pure energy. Uh, I got I got signed up for the lower decks t shirt club, so you get an episode a t shirt per episode. And they send them to you like two at a time. And like the cool thing about them is that it like each one of them isn't just like Star Trek lower decks and then just like a little nod to it every single one. And like with with the exception of the very first one that just says like USS Cerritos. They're all just images. It doesn't say Star Trek or lower decks anywhere on the shirt. It's just like an image. So people will look at it and be like, what the hell is that? (laughs) so it's they're, they're pretty great and i'm like i can't i can't wait to see what they do for all the rest of the episodes with with the artwork because uh titmouse is doing a great job with the artwork on these shirts
2: are they how many shirts do they have so far
1: uh there's going to be 11 uh they said oh. they, they, they put them up i think it's like 24 hours after the episode first airs and then once they're sold out they're sold out
2: Where and where can you get those uh, the, I believe there is, is that
1: titmouse.com? Uh, I don't, don't quote me on that though, because, uh, I just went through the, star, uh, so, so uh, star trek.com's website and then it just linked me oh, over okay. there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're, you're that's titmouse.com is porn. <laughs> I'm
0: really? just kidding. I was, no. gonna see,
2: I was like, wait, no, that's the animation studio. <laughs> no, it's, uh, nothing actually okay titmouse yeah, titmousestuff.com titmouse okay
1: yeah yeah they just said they, they just released oh nice it's a bunch of mm-hmm. it's a bunch of romulan uh romulan ships surrounding the so the cerritos oh, yeah, for the, see for the episode for veritas
2: now that episode oh i like the way they have the model <laughs> but it's it's uh shacks if you you, like you can click on the
1: different pictures oh yeah they did they they do that every like i I will say with with lower decks the marketing for lower decks is fantastic between like the t-shirt club at titmousestuff.com um and also with uh cbs all access where they have like an image from like that week's episode but it's always like tindy taking a selfie with like some kind of action going on in the background yeah it's like so good. Like I, I, I love oh, it. Oh
2: man. They've got the badgie the dog. Badgie. Yeah. That's a, the, yeah, that's the, other <laughs> he's got
1: blood on it. Uh, sure it's going to, going to be releasing two versions of of the, of the badgie pins.
2: Oh man. Who is, Fan sets. Fan
1: sets. They're gonna do 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 a happy badgie and then they're gonna do the angry, like I'm gonna I'm gonna eat okay. I'm gonna what is it? I'm gonna eat your eat your heart. I don't oh no, I'm gonna rip out your heart and burn it in a fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: angry badgie. Oh badgie. Which again, Badgie is a fantastic character that we got introduced to. And of course, all of that, that Badgie was voiced by Jack McBrayer, which you may remember from 30 Rock. Yes. And various other random cartoons that he's done.
2: And if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that I'm not a fan of holodeck episodes this oh. has changed my mind <laughs> badgie <laughs> has made holodeck episodes okay for me you got it man these are some good
1: t-shirts it sucks that they're all sold out oh and the, well yeah because they, they 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 released them for like a limited time and like they they have like limited quantities and like once they're sold out they're they're never available again
2: no the, yeah, the so. group one the, the that light blue one with uh with the cast on the front oh man i love that one well that one that I,
1: th- I think that one's actually available i haven't seen that one come through that might be <laughs> the the bonus shirt because like because like because like when you sign up for the okay. yeah, t-shirt it says, collective so it
2: says it's 180 dollars, so that can't yeah
1: be. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll have it and the shirts are so soft too good how one. Do you get into
2: this t-shirt sub- collective how do you subscribe uh, you had to you had to get get in on
1: it. They were they were only offering like I think like two thousand subscriptions or something like that.
2: You know, I thought we were friends. <laughs> you don't we tell are, me anything. I'm just
1: I'm just quicker than than you at things.
2: The only one that's available is the Romulan one. That's like my least favorite one of all of them. Yeah, I'll just wait until tomorrow. After tomorrow's episode, see what they get next.
1: Yeah, they 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 put up the image pretty quickly after the episode airs. So yeah, I would I, I would I would check like every couple hours after the, after the episode premieres at like midnight. Yeah, and okay. then and then see see what the design is.
2: Cool. These are yeah, they got they've got some really good T-shirts. Yeah, they're not they're not messing around with lower decks, man. Nice. Speaking of that episode. Which this one? one? This is Veritas? the one that Mike hasn't seen. Veritas. Yeah. But that was so good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, back back away, <laughs> back back away, Mike. Plug your ears.
2: It's okay. I, I just love what they. I mean, okay, so they brought back a character.
1: <laughs> oh, he's he's gone now. You can say it.
2: They 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 bring Q in. Oh, it's so good too. I, I just that was Q was in that episode, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he yeah. had like, he had like, he had like two, two scenes. Yeah. I was, I, I was a little worried that like in, from the preview that they were going to really overuse it to make a full Q episode, but just like, just this. It was sparse. just enough Q. Oh my God. It was so good. And of course it was, it, it was voiced by John Delancey. Which, yeah, which made John it even
2: but the, the whole trial or uh, what was, what seemed to be a trial.
1: That was a very Star Trek episode.
2: Man, it was, but the way that they, the, but what happens in the episode is so great. And it's so, it's so in line with what this show is doing. Mm-hmm. But Boimler has this great speech and it's like, he has this great speech and it's completely subverted by the fact that what he's talking about, it's completely not what's going on nope. and nobody gives him credit for it because of, well, that's not true. Cause the captain, you know, they get, commendations for it yeah yeah it's it's really i thought it was a really really smart episode um yeah you know star trek that now with you 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 mentioned q in this episode
1: uh i wish mike would come back because he needs to weigh in on this as well uh what lower decks does great I've heard, I've heard some people complain about it, but I personally love it, and I know a lot of people that do love it, is they bring back so many Star Trek Easter eggs, like mm-hmm. random stuff in the background from like Romulan ale and weird batleths and mechlets and references to the salt vampires and stuff like that. Do you, yeah. is, there, is there one like weird Easter egg, like a weird callback like that that stood out that, that, that you had to kind of like look and be like, that's the thing from the thing.
2: Oh man, when the you know, you mentioned the salt vampire wasn't uh, that was um, that, that was in this past episode? Yeah, that, past. wasn't that uh, ransom? He was like picking hitting, this hitting, up hitting on they,
1: the girl in the bar.
2: He's like, it's a salt
1: vampire. He's like, whatever. They haven't existed in like two hundred years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, salt vampire. <laughs> oh man, it's just in, in the in the in
1: this same episode there was a gorn wedding. <laughs> which is the yep. first time you saw you well okay i take i i, I was about to say it's the first time you, you we got to see more than one gorn at a time but uh, we got to see more than one gorn at a time on enterprise though yeah right which is still weird they were cgi and weird yeah, did we well, i
0: thought we only saw the one gorn
1: i thought there were like two or three on the uh, i think
0: they just in, on the the one. the one gorn over
1: was it because one gordon like for that episode in cgi was enough yeah. yeah we're not here to talk about enterprise though mike i asked it why i asked it while you were uh not listening to our discussion about the latest episode but uh do you have like a favorite weird little callback or easter egg from from any of the episodes that really really stood out to you
0: uh there's so many of them i mean oh god
1: there's they're chock full
0: yeah every episode is packed full <laughs> um when she's trying to figure out if uh, if Boimler's girlfriend is some kind of a parasite or or just like some kind of creature and or something. Another alien race. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like in the background and, and like Oh, the and, little cork board with the red yeah, string connecting and, all and, the tacks. And, and and it has like, I mean, there's there's a salt vampire on it, and then there's The board
1: queen back there,
0: yeah. There's like a couple other things like that. That whole board was pretty awesome. Uh, uh, Mariner makes a lot of references to a lot of stuff, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, But you know, probably the the one that made me smile the biggest was the episode where they created the or what was it, the, the, the Boimler effect or whatever, yeah. And then uh, it, it jumps to way in the distant future, and they're teaching the kids about the Boimler. And then, uh, and then she's like, and then the other person that we want to talk about today, who's probably the most important person ever in Starfleet, Miles O'Brien. Miles O'Brien. <laughs> the big gold statue.
1: And I was like, it's because it's true. D- DS nine would have blown up long ago if it wasn't was it wasn't for O'Brien. He yeah. he 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 kept that station afloat.
0: I guess it would have never even made it to the wormhole.
1: Aloft, there we go. That's true because <laughs> they had to go and plant plant those mines. They were they they were, how else were they going to get there?
2: Who could they? What what um what timeline is this in?
1: I mean, not this is this is like to like to like to TNG timeline. Okay,
0: like after Nemesis.
1: Yeah, this okay. is like like yeah, this is like post Nemesis TNG. So
0: they still could have lots of cameos.
2: Oh yeah, they can have all kinds of cameos, and yeah. you know they will, which is going to be great. Yeah, I noticed. No, I haven't. So you know, I, I looked up the the cast so i can remember names mm-hmm. and i noticed that um there is a person here who's not lavar burton who is credited as jordy laforge hmm. so i thought that was interesting Weird. i want so i, I wonder if Somewhere in the next couple episodes, there will be a, a Jordy camel cameo, but it's not going to be.
0: I would, I would be very surprised if they did a, like a lot of dialogue with a character like that without getting the actual the original actor. voice. Yeah. Probably, it's probably like you know, a quick like Family Guy cut to Jordy, yeah. and he's probably just like, "Huh," and then it cuts back. You know, like <laughs> that's probably like what it'll be.
2: Yeah, you, you're probably right. Well, I mean, I, I would guess that we'll be seeing within the next couple of weeks. Um, and, and it look and Kurtwood Smith is in, is on the roll call I here too. saw that. Yeah. Right.
1: Red, red Foreman. Yeah. yeah.
2: As is Haley Joel Osment. I don't know if uh, yep. he's actually been on there yet or not. Yeah. He
1: was a, he was a L- 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 Lieutenant O'Connor.
2: O'Connor. Which, which character was
0: that?
1: Uh, he, I can't remember the name of the episode off the top of my head. I did. I did. Unfortunately did not write it down. Cause no. I'm a dummy. I want to <laughs> say it was in, uh, Envoys is, 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 second episode. Okay. So early, early on. Yeah. And then, and then of course the, uh, the Klingon that, that, that Mariner was, was was Mariner and Boimler were transporting down to, uh, the 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 Starfleet um, headquarters down there was uh, was actually voiced by JG uh, Hertzler.
0: Right I, now, yeah, I saw that. the The episode, one of the episodes I just watched today, so it would have been episode probably seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Had a or maybe it was episode six. Had a character in it that was the like captain of the other ship, and mm-hmm. that sounded like Hertzler. So. Did he voice that character also? No, no. Man, that sounded just like him too. I, I was gonna. I, no, I, he only has a he, her. her troll only only
1: has only has one voice credit for okay. this first that 10, uh, ten episode run. I wonder who that
2: was. Oh, O'Connell was the guy that ascended to the higher plane. <laughs> that was Haley
0: Joel Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. That's yeah. That sounds like him. That's. Cool.
1: <laughs> and then that we also heard That pretty
0: funny. And, so, and speaking of
1: community uh but but Boimler's girlfriend barbara was voiced voiced by uh, uh Gillian anderson from from oh, community really? yeah.
0: But, yeah. Uh, Britta Britta, yeah,
1: yeah, and then of course uh the Ferengi that like that Mariner had hired to like fool Boimler yeah and like and like make him make him look like a hero that was actually Tom Kenny that uh, was a from
2: episode wasn't it yeah, on yeah. or something.
1: Yeah, but but uh, but t- in case you don't recognize the name Tom Kenny, he is on one of my favorite sk- comedy sketch shows of all time, Mr. Show. But most people probably know him as the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants.
0: Oh uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Who was he on Mr. Show?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know. Was, I know. I know there's a-
0: like like you know fifty sketches sketch he show. Do, but like, I'm trying to think of what he looks like. Um, he looks like SpongeBob SquarePants. Do you remember <laughs> do, do you remember the sketch uh,
1: Operation Hell on the Earth where it was like all the different races that were gonna like like uh drop a bomb on some some city and then like they were gonna divide up America to where like like one coast where, 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 where all the Jews were gonna be and where all the blacks were gonna be and where all the homosexuals could be? He Tom Kenny, is the one that the one that says uh, instead of dropping a bomb. Maybe they can just just maybe play play some really loud music from the back of a van, like the Gap bands. You really dropped a bomb on me.
0: Okay, I can yeah. Now that you said the line, I remember that. But see, that's the that's the great thing about this cast. Um,
1: Tawny newsome I've I've been a fan of for years, mainly because of her podcast appearances, because she has a podcast on it called I uh, called Yo Is This Racist? And then she she and Paul F. Tompkins uh, are actually the new hosts of the official Star Trek podcast, The Pod Directive. Which is a fantastic show so far. There are only three episodes in. It's great so far. But Tony Newsome, you might also know uh, as uh, from Space Force, mm-hmm. the, new net, the new newer Netflix show, and she was also on an episode of uh, the newest iteration of the Twilight Zone, in a great episode where she where she uh, her sister became a pop star by getting yeah. a magic <laughs> coin. <laughs> And of course, we already talked about Jack Quaid from The Boys and Hunger Games from as Boimler. Uh, Noelle Wells, who plays Tindy, uh, let's see, she, well, she was actually a, a Saturday Night Live cast member. Uh, and she was also on this Netflix show, show Master of None. Uh, Eugene Cordero, again, mm-hmm. he's been in with like a bunch of the podcasts that I listen to, especially the improv podcasts like Spontanea Nation. But he, he, was, also, Doesn't he was also, he was also, possibly.
2: But yes. he was also
1: in a, in an episode of uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, he, a, he he was he was one of the villagers in Episode Four. He was his, his name was Stoke.
2: Oh, okay, I do yeah. recognize
1: him. Uh, one of the weirder ones that like a nice little callback is Don Lewis, who plays who plays Captain Freeman. Uh, kid people my age, our age, uh, probably remember her from a, a different world, the the Cosby Show spinoff. Mm -hmm. uh she was also in dream girls and one of my favorite movies of all time uh i'm gonna i I, i'm gonna get you sucker.
0: yeah i
1: love i'm gonna get you sucker. made by the williams brothers back in the day so funny and the jerry o'connell we kind of already touched on of course my one of my all-time favorite movies stand by me as Vern. Mm -hmm. and then he was in sliders which i think is an underrated series too
2: he's you know he's a really good podcast (laughs) guest i've i've listened to him on podcasts He he's got good stories, he's, and man, he just seems like a naturally, just genuinely nice guy. He's also well, the, really funny. He yeah. is really funny. Yeah, he's and got the, the, very good comic the, timing. What I think
1: is hilarious about the the casting as as him as as like the number one on this ship is that he is also married. To um uh, oh, he is uh, Jerry O'Connell is married to Re- Rebecca Romaine, who oh, plays yeah, number yeah. one oh, yeah, on Discovery, yeah, yeah. and okay. then soon to be, uh, what was it? Uh, Strange New Worlds. Strange yeah. New Worlds. Yeah. So so a number one is married to a number one.
2: You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see. uh You know, in these kind of um, meta cartoon shows <laughs> where they have where they have celebrities animated into the show mm-hmm. what yeah. i would like to see is star trek celebrities animated so like denise and michael Akuda animated mm-hmm. in you know as like working on <laughs> working on like a bridge panel or something
0: yeah they're, 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 they're like they're an op
2: somewhere yeah that would be for, so- r-
0: repairing it like an l cars panel Just, you know an <laughs> easter egg
2: for those of us who would understand who it was you know give them a couple lines. like
0: a a guy with a hat and a blue goatee yeah oh yeah
1: nice nice little ira
2: yeah yeah see they they need to do uh, and i mean i wouldn't put it past them they've probably done some things already that we just haven't even noticed yeah Uh, I, i love that kind of stuff
1: here, one second. Let me let me finish rounding out the cast here. Uh, doctor Tana, the cat doctor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that is Gillian Vigman. Uh, she 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 hasn't really done too much voice work, but she was in Step Brothers and The Hangover. And I honestly do not remember her characters from those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I recognize uh, her.
1: Yeah, the the last of the main cast that I have down is is Paul Shear. Who I've, I'm a big fan of anyway, who plays who plays the, the, the Lieutenant Commander Billups, who's in charge of uh, engineering. Uh, but they, he they was, haven't used that character much. No, but he he pops up every now and then. He was a, yeah. he, he was in this past episode a pretty decent amount, but everyone okay. probably knows him from the league as Andre. Yeah. Uh, but then he has a great podcast called it called, called called How Did This Get Made, where he and his wife. Um, basically review movies but they watch like the worst movies that they could possibly watch like lifetime movies and <laughs> like weird ones like uh, like jingle all the way and stuff like that it's pretty great but yeah and i'm just i'm just waiting to see what they do with these last two episodes that they have coming up because by the time this particular episode comes out we'll be nine episodes in so i'm not sure what to expect from episode nine all that much yet yeah. But yeah. they've been kind of killing it. And I'm already assuming they're going to leave us with like a season cliffhanger because I know they're already hard, hard at work on season two.
2: Yeah. And I really hope the show endures because, you know, you look at, um, you know, you go to IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes and that kind of thing and they're mm-hmm. you know, they're in the 60%, 60 to 70% range, which I, I really think it deserves better than that. Um, oh no, it definitely does. I and I, I, have, wonder, I have an explanation for this. I wonder how the um uh you know what the what what the viewership looks like as for you know like how many people watch it and I don't know how they how they you know keep track of that these days especially streaming and everything. streaming services but I'd be really interested because this is a show that I want to see evolve and see what they do with it because I think there's a, a lot to mine here. And it has just like every Star Trek show, it really has room for growth and they always start small, you know, and they just mm-hmm. get bigger and bigger and really incorporate a lot of interesting. I mean, I think every start iteration of Star Trek brings its own, uh, voice to star Trek. And this obviously mm-hmm. does, it's, it's drastically different than what we've seen before, but yeah. also we get little, um, iconic elements in each series, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to see what kind of, uh, you know, iconic elements that we, that we, that are brought up with, with lower decks. And I really hope that it, it gets to continue to, uh, to grow well see that's the thing with like
1: this the current iterations of star trek that we have going on between discovery picard and now lower decks Mm -hmm. is that there is a very vocal minority out there that are all like we need to fire kurtzman kurtzman trek sucks jj trek sucks so they've been if you if you go onto a lot of these message boards you will see people encouraging others to like go and leave like super negative reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDB and Amazon and everything. And it's just like, like I said, it's this vocal minority. I, because like most of the stuff that I see online are positive reviews between all, between all three of the new iterations of the shows. I mean, especially Lower Decks, I think has been received very well. Same thing with Discovery. Picard was a mixed bag, but I know a lot of people watched it just because you know, it's Picard. Right. So of course they're gonna watch, but there's campaigns out there to like bring down all these scores, and then of course all these same people be like, we well, go look at the Rotten Tomato scores," and you know people are gonna are, are hating this, and nobody's watching it. You just need to fire fire Alex Kurtzman. But no, it's people like Doomcock and all these YouTubers that oh yeah, that's that that that's the dude's name. He's a big giant douchebag. He has no <laughs> clue what he talks about, and it spreads. Spreads fake news about Star Trek. It's an custom. appropriate name. Oh, it's a very appropriate name. Uh, there's apparently rumors out there that he's also a white supremacist. So uh, here we go. Um, but yeah, uh, it's everyone complaining about forced diversity and what? all this crap and Mary Sue's and everything. It's like, uh, dude, you gotta get over yourself. You you obviously haven't been watching Star Trek at all since since how whatever age you started watching star trek at
2: well and i mean star trek has always been one a show that i think there's just there's always been a stigma against star trek because it's got that you know it's a nerd show you know it's just for geeks and so a lot of people turn their nose up at it without even giving it a shot and i which is sad because i think that a lot of people who may not like the central star trek uh you know maybe they don't like some of the series that are more dramatic and serious but i think they'd really if you know they lean more towards comedic fare i think that they would really enjoy this even if they don't get a lot of the references So the
1: references yeah
2: so you know it's uh you know i jumped on um rotten tomatoes and it's you know the critic consensus is fun, but not very bold. But I think that I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing yeah. because, like I said at the beginning, it was a little bit helter skelter and yeah. and they're just trying to find their footing. And I think the season, as it's progressed, they've really started to do that. And just like just like every other just Star like, Trek, just like any show, I think, any you know, show in general. Yeah, exactly. Especially Star Trek. You know, like every single series, it just gets better. You know, yeah. it, it, it there's definitely a bell curve for Star Trek shows, except for maybe DS9, which just, you know, goes straight up. But um, I, I think that, you know, if, if you stick, if they are able to stick with it, that they'll really, that they'll really find that groove. And I think it'll just get better and better.
1: Yeah, I, I completely and totally agree, especially, you know, with the more and more, like random guest stars that they keep on bringing in from like, like, especially like, especially Trek alum. Yeah. I think it's, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and better and better.
2: Yeah. Well, and for those of us who already enjoy it, it's even, you know, (laughs) icing on the cake. It's a lot, to. it's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. I know that it's, I I, I mean, I was just looking forward, really looking forward to this show and I've been really happy with it. And so I just, I mean, All new Star Trek I look forward to. But the the great thing is that the guy that created this
1: show, Mike McMahon was a huge Trekkie already, like coming into the show. He actually Mm -hmm. ran the Twitter account. uh, I think it was like, it's just called like TNG season eight. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like quick little synopses of like what each episode would be. But hearing him on other podcasts and like reading interviews with him, he knows his stuff and he is like excited to be a bit to be part of this i mean to say especially same thing with like tawny Newsom, like she holds her own more like she could outwit most star trek fans that i know personally with like her crazy knowledge of star trek
0: well it's, it's it, obvious it, that, that the people making the show have a love for for trek and it's yeah. and you know they're they're not just starting from scratch and making up their own stuff. I mean, they're the, the references go pretty deep, oh, God, yeah. like stuff that you have to know star Trek to have made that reference.
2: <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a, a, a night terrors, night terrors <laughs> <laughs> call back. And then, then we'll know.
1: Yeah. Oof. Hopefully. Well, yeah. I mean, there's this, it's kind of just kind of uncensored over there. So I don't know.
0: I, actually in the episode where uh, Boimler gets, uh, starts glowing from the transporter, yeah uh, and he goes to that that place that has all those different <laughs> like creatures and stuff well there's that one that's just like a big lizard looking thing I thought yeah. for a minute that they were going Voyager to callback. threshold reference oh threshold I need to, yeah, back. yeah. yeah. Yep. They, they didn't go there but it, but I mean the opportunity was like right there you know well, I mean, in the-
2: if that's what it, if that's what the intention was and they, they just didn't make it over they just put it there and said you know what if you know, you know, right? What's
1: What's great about also about in the, in the background of that same episode, which is which is called "Much Ado About boimler Yeah, uh, all the little patients that they have sitting around. If you noticed, one of the ones in the background, one guy has a regular sized body and then a giant moon shaped head, like a crescent moon shaped head. Do you <laughs> get that? Do, do you guys get that reference? Well, like Mac. <laughs> Mac tonight from yeah, mcdonald's yeah. do you remember do you remember who who was inside that costume uh no doug jones oh oh was R- it really super subtle reference <laughs> oh, wow see that's that's how deep some of these weird weird ass references go on this show and it shows I had no how idea. much they just want to mess with you
2: that's crazy didn't didn't they have a uh trip tucker reference and one of yep. the
0: They did reference him in one. Yeah. I thought they did. You know because because they, they because, they, because been um, so
1: handsome or something. No, they should mention. Well, it well, was something about like man, even like even like uh Trip Tucker got pregnant. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> they were talking about like like people having kids on like starships or something,
2: that's and they right. brought
1: up Tucker as an example of people getting pregnant. <laughs> I was like, "That's perfect." They could they, they could have mentioned Keiko O'Brien as an is an easy out with that, you know, like when well, when Wharf delivered Keiko's Keiko and Miles' baby. Nope, Trip Tucker pregnant. Yeah, by, by from from sticking his hands in a bowl. <laughs> well, on that note, on an Enterprise note, hi yeah. Jim. Morehouse. Again, we get, how do we keep going back to Enterprise? Because it's awesome. Well, well Enterprise is underrated. I mean, what? Because because enterprise is underrated and it oh, it, well. it ended too soon.
2: Well, be that as it may, it's uh,
1: okay. Inter- enterprise yeah. is underrated. Voyager is overrated. If they, if they, if this microphone wasn't so pricey, I'd drop it. <laughs> on that note, we'll see you guys next time here on Five Year Mission, the podcast. Say good night, kids.
2: Good night, kids. Good night, kids. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.
0: We have officially launched the 5-Year Mission Patreon. On there, you can see posts with pictures and videos of behind-the-scenes shenanigans with the band and the podcast. There are different levels you can sign up for, where you'll get exclusive merch and videos and unreleased tracks and demos and other stuff from the band and the podcast that you wouldn't normally get if you didn't follow us on Patreon. The different tiers you get to choose from go from Ensign all the way up to Admiral. And one of the perks of being an Admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. This week's producers are Neil Carpenter, Debbie Rinke, Helen Lake, Carol Jones, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, Becky and Roxy, and of course, Jim Morehouse. So head over to the 5-Year Mission Patreon right now and sign up as an admiral, and your name could be listed at the end of the next episode of 5-Year Mission, the podcast. Just go to patreon.com slash 5-Year Mission. That's the number 5-Year Mission.
1: Fansets.com is your home for all things pop culture pin related. I know I start off every single ad like that, but hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Coming brand new this month from your friends at Fansets is the continuation of the Delta series featuring the Lower Decks Combatch in regular and mini Delta. Also, the continuation of the Women of Trek series featuring Hoshi Sato from Enterprise. Also, a new character pin from Discovery of Lieutenant Bryce. Also available is the Voyager 25th Anniversary Master Set. This thing is gorgeous. Get your hands on it. And of course, a little preview on Twitter from them. Badgie is coming. Badgie from Lower Decks in a regular and an angry pose. Oh, I'm going to be spending my hard-earned money on that one. But hey, if you want to spend your hard-earned money, head over to fansets.com right now, fill up your cart. And at the checkout, put in the discount code Five Year Mission. That is the number five, and then all caps Year Mission. Five Year Mission. You will get 15% off your entire order. FanSets. Our pins have character, and we thank our friends at FanSets for sponsoring our show every single time we put one out. Like one one more word out of you please uh,
0: uh, one more word
1: that's horrible that's that's old <laughs> hack crap better than that one more word
2: out of you See ya that's two words you're See- just gonna have to uh, this is Mike you just gotta take what you can get bye perfect <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of 5 Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five-Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net and also
1: follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter